Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. What's up, folks? Welcome back to LittermanRow.com. I am Jeremy Birmingham. This is Bermanology. This week, we are going to take a little bit of a detour, go away from the recruit side of the business and hop over the fence to the coaching side of things and uh, get a chance to speak with Ohio State defensive assistant Matt Barnes, who after two seasons with the Buckeyes, still remains a little bit of a mystery when it comes to exactly who he is, what he does with Ohio State, what makes him valuable for Ryan Day. Uh, and uh, honestly, I want to know a little bit more about him as a person because I've seen some very funny things from Matt Barnes on the internet over the last couple of years, uh, and I think it's pretty wild that a guy with this much personality hasn't really yet become a star in the Ohio State uh, media beat. So I'm excited to get an opportunity to welcome in Matt Barnes Coach Matt Barnes, Ohio State, I don't know, what are you now, the secondary uh, coach, no longer the assistant to the secondary coach, you are, you're moving up. So Matt, first and foremost, congratulations on the recent promotion, I guess, or reassignment. Right? And uh, how has it felt for you just going through the these last two years at Ohio State? You've sort of been in the background, but it's been two of the craziest years that I can ever remember around Ohio State football. It has, yeah. It's been uh, a tumultuous time for everybody here, particularly in the last the last calendar year. Um, you know, my experience at Ohio State is uh, is a dream come true, and maybe that's cliche, but you know, if you knew where I started and, and kind of my background and, and how I came up in coaching, and really uh, even before I took my first coaching job, just you know the things that I aspired to, to do and the people that I wanted to be affiliated with. Um, you know, so for me background, foreground, all the way background, the the rafters, the nosebleed seats. I'm just happy to be here and happy to be a part of this whole thing. Um, I've learned so much here in the last two years, both, you know, football-wise, on the field, off the field. Uh, I learned something every day from from our staff, from our players. So although it's been a little bit of a wild ride, again, particularly the last year or so, uh, it's been unbelievable. Just a phenomenal experience for myself and my family. Your coaching career started, what, back in 2011 with West Virginia, Westland, I think, and you were an offensive coordinator, correct? So, yeah, it started uh, at a Division three school before that in uh, just outside of Philadelphia for, for a year, kind of bounced around and then made my way to uh, West Virginia, Westland as offense coordinator, yes, sir. What was the Matt Barnes offense? We were air raid. Uh, I sort of inherited uh, the offense, at least the the. I was brought in um, to run the, the same offense that we had run the year before when I was a running backs coach. Um, so we were an air raid. We played uh, we played the best defense in the country, and, and they were really good at stopping the run. I think we threw the ball 68 times in that game, and that was not uh, – 68 was a lot for us, but it wasn't abnormal for us to throw the ball significantly more than, than we ran it. And it was really just a product that we had a really good quarterback, uh, some talented wide receivers, and a young offensive line. So – a lot of quick game, a lot of screens, um, played really, really fast. Kept it simple and, and got the ball to our playmakers. It was really fun. I felt like uh, I felt like I was playing Madden with real people, which was just incredible for me. And I think I was 25 years old at the time, so pretty cool. How much has that shaped your philosophy as a defensive coach? coach? I, I know, obviously, at Ohio State, you guys this past year, clearly you, you were incredible stopping the run and, and struggled on the back half a little bit with uh, the passing game. And 
you know, I know your philosophy seems to be like you like this, the three deep and, and kind of hat on a hat, make sure all gaps are filled, all that stuff all the time. But how, how has that changed what you've done as you've seen the game evolve in the last 10 years? Well, I think you make a great point, Jeremy, because the game certainly has evolved and I think it will continue to do so. You know, 10 years ago, uh, you know, the RPO, I don't know how many people really knew what an RPO was. And that wasn't really, you know, something that was prevalent in, in a year or two. Um, you know, somebody will have a new offensive fad and defensive coaches will be trying to figure out ways to, you know, to defend it. So, um, and, you know, the things I learned on offense there, I, I think the biggest thing I learned was to keep it simple. You know, that was why we were successful there at, at Wesleyan uh, offensively is because we, we kept it simple. You know, we, we didn't try to do too much. We did what our players could execute. We found some cool little ways to make it look a little bit different for the opponent, but really it was the same thing for us. And, you know, whether it's special teams or, or defense, that's kind of my approach. I think you want to allow your players to go play fast and make sure they know what they're doing or they're not going to play fast. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that in, in having some perspective of having coached on the other side of the ball definitely helps. Uh, I mean, when you're going into game planning, kind of being able to look at some things from, from the other side of the ball and consider, okay, if we play this coverage, how do we attack it? How do we what, – what do we anticipate their answers being when we throw in this wrinkle? And then, okay, what's our answer going to be? when we get that wrinkle that we're expecting. One of the things that I've heard about you from talking to other coaches uh, around the Ohio State program about you is that they, they consider you an excellent teacher. And I guess I wonder where that comes from. Is that a result of, of working with guys you've worked with? Is it just a natural inclination? I mean, is it DJ Durkin? Is it, you know, where, who's the influence for you as a, as a coach? Uh, certainly DJ had a huge role in that. I think DJ is a phenomenal teacher and a great football coach. Uh, I think it's a couple things. I think, I think it's one, um, you know, as a young coach, I was extremely fortunate to be around some really, really talented football coaches, um, both from a knowledge standpoint and also just their ability to teach and communicate. Um, so I took a little bit from everything. I think my best quality, um, as a coach is that I listen, you know, particularly as a young coach, I didn't think I had all the answers. I certainly didn't have it all figured out. And I knew that. Um, so I just, you know, I took copious notes. I tried to be a sponge. Um, I watched everything I could watch. I read everything I could read. So I've kind of taken some things from, from different people, but specific to, to teaching style. Um, again, I was just very fortunate as a young coach, um, to be around some really, really good teachers. And then in addition to that, man, I have, you know, at this point I, I own up to it. I'm, I'm the biggest football nerd you'll ever meet. I mean, I'm a raging football nerd. I, I can't get away from it. I, when I get home, I, you know, I take a shower, I draw up X's and O's in my shower steam. I got a, a laptop right next to my TV at home here. My wife watches, uh, you know, TV and I sit there and I watch film and things like that. So I can't get away from it. So I think when I teach, it's clear to tell that I'm very passionate about what I'm teaching. And I think like anything else, I think enthusiasm breeds enthusiasm. Um, and if I'm standing in the front of the room teaching and I, I can't help but get really you know, involved or passionate about what it is that I'm talking about. And I think that Hopefully that translates to some of our players and makes it for a little bit more fun or engaging learning environment for them. I think one thing that I find interesting is that as coaches, you you know, you came to Ohio State from Maryland, but a lot of people hadn't really heard much about you. And I think there was this perception is at that time you were the 10th hire to the staff that you were just sort of the, the late guy add on. Right. Um, coming from Maryland, you're a Maryland native. I'm sure it was hard for you to even make that decision. But you you coached at Florida. You coached at Michigan. You you know you've been in in these big time programs. Was there something even different about Ohio State than you expected in the last two years? Like when you walked in the door and you're like, oh crap, this is actually way different than I've been anywhere else. 
The biggest difference to me, Jeremy, is the culture. Um, and, and I've been around some really good ones, um, but this is an elite culture. This is a culture unlike anything I've ever been around. I remember really all of the coaches that as we first got there, when, when Coach Day was, was you know, took over the helm and, and the new staff, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, came in. I mean, within just one or two workouts, we were kind of looking at each other like, whoa. And it was obviously there was a lot of talent. We had some really good looking players. Um, but it was the work ethic, you know, it was their, their approach to workouts. It was their attitude in the locker room, you know, going before the workout started. I mean, they're early, you know, 6 a.m. workout. I mean, they're coming in the building at 445, 5 o'clock to make sure that they're hydrated, to make sure that they've eaten. And this is not stuff that the coaching staff is driving. We're not holding their hands to do that. Um, so I remember the quote being thrown around a lot is if you didn't, as a player, if you didn't work hard, you stuck out like a sore thumb. You know, and some of the issues that we think are issues here are, are really minuscule compared to, to some of the, the things that, that, that I've seen elsewhere. So the, the culture for sure. Um, I mean, I heard great things, but to see it to see it firsthand, um, it was it was a game changer for me. Primarily, uh, Matt, what we talk about on these shows is, is normally recruiting. I normally have recruits on or signees or commits around the country. And I guess as a coach, how does that knowledge of that culture how do you promote it or how do you sell it with with kids knowing that it's not being driven by you guys that you guys are sort of the uh you know the guardians of it i guess the custodians of it but it has to be player driven for it to be successful in a program long term and how do you get kids to buy into that on the recruiting trail when it's not actually you guys doing it this episode is brought to you by shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Sure, that's a great question. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, great question, Jeremy. Um, so to me, and I think, you know, and I've been asked similar questions before, um, a little bit different context, but and I don't want to sound arrogant when I say this, but I think part of the thing about being at Ohio State is that you're Ohio State. You know, you are, we are an elite program. We are one of the top three programs in the country, in my opinion. Um, so, you know, we have the advantage of, of recruiting the right kids, kids that not, that not only are great players, but are great people uh, and fit our culture. Um, so we kind of seek those people out. And that's why, you know, early on in the recruiting process, we are a little bit more, I'll say we're more diligent, I think, than some other teams are about really doing our research and our homework and figuring out not just what's on tape, but what's really in this person's heart, what's in their, uh, in this young man's mind, you know, what, what really makes them up and what do they want. And after, you know, when, we, when we find the guys that we've identified as, you know, good enough player uh, and, and, and the right fit for our culture, that's, that's what they want to hear. You know, I, you know, we tell them that they'd be in the locker room with like minded individuals. And then from there, I think in, in something that I thought was pretty unique about our uh, this past recruiting class is how well they did recruiting each other. You know, I think that's really the best way for them to see that as they realize, oh, OK, wow, I'm coming in with people that although I may be from wherever this part of the country and so and so's from you know all the way across the other side of the country. We're really like minded here. We're really in this for the right things. Yeah, we like to have fun. And yeah, we joke around sometimes. But at the end of the day, we're really serious about football. We're really serious about academics. We want to make the right decisions off the field. 
Uh, and again, I think, you know, I think the culture kind of feeds into that. And I think that the kids that we bring in also feed the culture, you know, and along the way, it's, you know, it's not like we are completely hands off and we try to guide them and, and give the leaders, you know, the guys that are sort of natural leader, leaders, give them some, some additional leadership skills and things like that. But um, yeah, I mean, again, I think a lot of it is who we recruit um, and then getting those like-minded individuals together. When I talked with Ryan Day around signing day in December, he, he said that he actually thought in a weird way that the COVID year and the ability to do Zoom calls and stuff like this actually might have been a benefit for you guys because you are, as as you said, diligent uh, in, in the recruiting process. Recruits might call it slow or, um, you know, holding out on them, but whatever yeah. you want to call it, um, it gives you guys an opportunity to figure out who might just be offer chasing and who might actually be interested in building relationships. Uh, is there a story or a, a guy in this last cycle in the 21 class, you guys signed six defensive backs that you felt like a certain connection with maybe that was different that, Hey, I, this formed because of disability and this type of communication. I mean, a guy like Denzel Burke who never visited Ohio state in his life until he arrived on campus three weeks ago is, is a crazy story, but how, do, how does that all come together in this era? Yeah, it's a, again, Jeremy, great question. Um, it's hard to single anyone out. Um, um, but I guess on the spot, the one that it, we had a lot of correspondence in, again, I mean, I think it's because we are like-minded. We're both really football junkies or football nerds. Um, but Andre Turrentine is one that sticks out. Um, I mean, he just loves football. He loves to learn. Uh, we actually, just before this Zoom visit at 5 o'clock this evening, we did another little – football session where, you know, a lot of it is just him talking. I mean, he's kind of teaching me things and, you know, what he's done in the past and different coverages and how he's played them and things like that. And I really kind of let him, you know, run with that stuff. But along the way, there were many, many of those types of conversations. Um, got to know his folks really well. And, and um, you know, again, I just, you know, get from a, a, a self-proclaimed football nerd. I mean, I think Andre's got a little bit of that in him as well. So that Zoom platform is really conducive to those types of conversations. So. That was kind of one that sticks out along the way that, that you know, was kind of different, you know, via COVID. Do you, t- and I'm going to ask you to do something that's probably uncomfortable because I know coaches aren't always the guy that p- pumped themselves up, but when Jeff Halfley left uh, at the end of the 2019 season and then Kerry comes in and, and, and comes back and fills his spot, Kerry doesn't know any of these kids that are being recruited and you sort of are put on, on the spot as the, uh, I don't want to say the conduit or, you know, the, the 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 maintainer of things. Do you feel like that class comes together if you're not there doing that? Because I, I personally, Matt, I'm going to I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think you get enough credit for what happened last cycle. And I want to make sure that you do. So if you don't want to say it, just wink and nod or whatever. But I, <laughs> I mean, I want to make sure that people know that a lot of these kids, Jansen Duns of the world, these kids were in this class because they had got to spend time getting to know you when they couldn't really get to know Kerry Combs. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No website for details. Sure. Well, I, I, Jeremy, I appreciate you saying that. Um, 
you know, as far as recruiting goes, I look at myself as an ambassador for our program. Um, so, you know, I don't know whether it was me, myself or, or, or another ambassador of our program. I, I certainly the important thing was that there was um, a continuation of the recruiting, you know, and, and there was a, uh, a relationship and continuing to build those continuing to build those relationships, I think, was critical. So, you know, at that particular time, it, it was um, I was in the right spot to be able to, to kind of bridge that gap with some of those players. And, um, and you know, Kerry's track record as a recruiter, I mean, he, it, it speaks for himself. So, you know, whether it was myself or, or another coach, um, you know, at the end of the day, it was just a means to to continue to be an access uh, into our program and our program and our kids are, are, are really what I think our facility here, but I, I appreciate you acknowledging that. How, how different is Carrie to Jeff as someone to work with? Because I, from the very brief time that I got to know Jeff, it sort of seemed like to me, he was like, just Carrie minus 20 years or however many years difference between the two of them. So, I mean, do you see a lot of similarities between those two or are there areas where you're like, okay, that's a, a difference because Carrie might be a little more old school or, you know, where, where do you see those guys being uh, compare and contrast? Yeah, I think um, I think there are, uh, you know, like anything else, there's some similarities and some differences. Um, Style wise, I think Jeff was a little bit more laid back, you know, carries a little bit more, uh, I don't say aggressive, but he, you know, carries super um, energetic, energetic. I mean, I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, he, you know, he's racing the kids around the field and I can't keep up with him. I mean, you know, but it's he's impressive, man. He's got a lot of energy and. Uh, you know, Jeff had some of that in him as well, but Jeff was a little bit more laid back, a, a little bit more conversational um, in the meeting rooms and things like that. Um, but both of them, just a, a wealth of knowledge uh, in secondary play, outstanding recruiters, unbelievable human beings. Um, so, you know, in all those areas, a lot of similarities. Do you ever mention the Dratty trophy when you go when you're talking to recruits? I mean, <laughs> I mean, do you ever talk about the Dratty? Do kids do kids not know enough about the Dratty? That's that's really what I'm curious about. Oh, Jeremy, that's unbelievable. I'm going to turn the volume up. You can say that again just to make sure my wife heard you say Dratty Trophy. That'd be not just <laughs> Yeah, no, I you know, I'm glad you said that. I forgot all about the Dratty Trophy. That's that's good stuff, man. I think uh you're you're right. We got to we got to get some t-shirts or some hats made for that thing. We got to get that thing out in the limelight a little bit. No, I'm with you. It's unbelievable. <laughs> we 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 celebrate we celebrate fat guy touchdowns and we're still uh sleeping on the Dratty. Sleeping on the Dratty, it's unbelievable. Does anybody mention Little Pump to you anymore? Because this is the one thing, and this is, for for me, Matt, and I I told you before we started recording, like the the video of you back in the summer of 2019 where you were trying to name rappers and and it was Little Pump, and you're like, don't ever say Little Pump to me again. It was one of of those moments where I was like, man, this guy needs to be in the public spotlight because this is funny stuff. But look, yeah, look I'm, I, I could talk all night because I'm a football nerd too, but I, I know that you probably need a, a break. So I appreciate you taking time, Matt. It's been great to, to get to talk to you a little bit and hopefully give people a little bit of sense of who you are and, and maybe we'll get to see more of you if we ever get a chance to you know, go back to covering the team in person. So thanks right for on, taking man. time. Well, we look forward to the day that we can get you back in, uh, in the Woody Hayes and uh, it'd be a heck of a deal, man. But again, appreciate everything that you guys do. Uh, and I appreciate you having me on and giving me the opportunity to uh, to wrap a little bit with Buckeye Nation. So appreciate it. Absolutely. Man. Anytime. That is Matt Barnes. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. This has been Bermanology. I'm Letterman Real. Thanks for watching, everyone. Catch you later. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.